Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 638. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got some music, I've got uh, letters, and I have a powerful message from the Lord. Something that you don't hear these days that much. All the churches have fallen away. And this is one of the greatest signs of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ when you see all the churches. Uh, uh, just great falling away of the churches or the body of Christ. Uh, actually, some of these people that are preaching the gospel today used to preach the gospel, but they become fearful and unbelieving. They fear the Antichrist beast. They say, who is able to make war against the beast? Well, let me tell you one thing. I am, uh, because I've got God, and God is going to annihilate the beast. He's going to annihilate the Antichrist uh, that runs the beast, that rides the beast, and he's going to destroy the news media at large. Some of us give you the real news, but uh, you're just hearing a bunch of garbage. Worse than garbage is poison, poisoning you. All right, I, uh, let's um, let's go to pray now up to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you anoint this program. Um, uh, let you supercharge this program, Lord, that souls will be saved in the and the uh, real body of Christ, the true born-again-of-the-spirit Christians, those that believe your word. Only those that believe your word shall be saved. And those, Father, that believe your word will be strengthened. Block Satan. Put the blocks to him. Uh, bind him in every way. Uh, heal all the people in the church, Father God. And heal people that are going to be saved. I ask that, Lord. And I pray that souls will be saved. And that the church will receive something um, that will give them more power in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, open up doors for us, Lord, as never before. Send in finances, more finances, Lord. But I know that it will just uh, myself and you and uh, the rest of the Christians in this world. We're more than conquerors in you. What could be more than a conqueror? We're more than conquerors in you because we always have the victory. Lord, uh, we thank you and give you all the praise, the honor, the glory, and the thanks in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. I really believe the word of God. You know, I believe whatever the Lord says is uh, true. His word, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If anyone says, wow, that's just old stuff, <laughs> it's happening today just like he said it would. This world is coming to an end. Jesus is about ready to come back to earth again. You better read the Bible and get acquainted with God because you're going to meet him real soon. Here I am to sing for you uh, a song that uh, I, I really believe. It's called, I Believe. Pray. 
Someone will come to show the way. I believe. I believe. I believe above the storm, the smallest prayer can still. church for not being a part of the satanic this satanic society that we happen to be living in we're in it but we're not a part of it we're like lambs and they are like lambs among wolves how does it feel for you people out there to know that god calls you wolves you think that's uh and for uh, god to call the government the beast and for God to call the Antichrist cult in Rome the great whore, um, the mother of every abomination on the face of this earth. Oh, that must make you feel proud. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, uh, we have some letters today. Uh, Sharon, uh, where's the first one from? From Ghana, Africa. Dear Pastor, may God, the creator of the universe, bless you for your last parcel that I received. My prayer always is that God should expand or extend your ministries according to his own will. God is doing wonders here by saving many souls through your literature. Pastor, please, I want to assure you that your team of distributors here are doing marvelously. Please put us on your monthly list. We need many copies of your literature, including the Pope's Secrets and Messiah books, both in French and English. Please also send us more copies of both French and English Holy Bibles for the new believers. Thank you very much. May God be with you and your ministries. Yours in Christ, Eric Azaimanu from Volta Region, Ghana, Africa. All right. Praise the Lord. Do you have another letter? Yes. From Zambia, Africa. Dear Tony Alamo and family, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Thank you for your sound biblical messages, which have really built me up and encouraged me through the Radio East Africa broadcast. The job you are doing is great. You are saving a lot of lost souls and bringing peace to their lives. Please pass my greetings on to your beloved family and your friends in Christ. I love you and am praying for you. Please pray for me. May there be many stars in your crown when Jesus comes to take you home with him and all those who have been won to him through your efforts. May the great and holy God continue to bless, comfort, and encourage you to continue laboring in his vineyard faithfully. This is my sincere prayer. I'm writing this letter to you so that you can help me in my missionary work with your materials. Your help will mean a lot to me, as I do not have enough materials. I write to you because through our Lord Jesus Christ, you are my only hope. I'm in need of some holy Bibles and CDs because your message contains the accurate truth of the Bible. Make sure that you send them plenty of these CDs and materials, every kind that we have. Right then, what? There are millions of foolish soothsayers and preachers in these last days. There sure is, brother. Then what else? Who pervert God's word for the reason of having money. But you are a real man of God. Praise him for giving you this power. May the God of mercy be with you all the time, for he is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee nor forget the covenant which he swear unto thy fathers. Deuteronomy 4.31 Alice Chimbo from Zambia, Africa. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, praise the Lord. Um, well, we're going to continue on here. We're at uh, the sixth chapter of Romans. Uh, what shall we say? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Or that forgiveness and uh, God's uh, uh, living inside of us uh, may abound? How could God live in us if we're sinners? Uh, he went through all the trouble. Jesus went through all the trouble to continue on. His flesh was hurting uh, for 33 and a half years. Uh, right there at the end where he was crucified, but he was tireless uh, when he was preaching the gospel and going from one city to another to heal people there and to raise people from the dead. Verse 2, God forbid. Shall we continue and sing? God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. You are now to sin, and people are sinning every day. They don't love God with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind, all their strength, and they don't put enough emphasis on the word all. God wants us to serve him with all of our heart. He wants us to give him our whole heart. That doesn't lead. How can we possibly make it into heaven if we don't give him our whole heart? If we save so many people, save back 99 and 9 tenths of their heart and think that they're going to make it to heaven because they say, I believe in Jesus. Well, if you believe in Jesus and you believe the word of God, and the Lord said for us to keep our mind on heaven all the time, on him. Keep your eyes on me. That's what happened with Peter when he was walking, uh, when Jesus was walking on the water. Peter says, let me walk on the water too. He said, okay, keep your eyes on me now. So he got out and he walked on water for a little while. He took his eyes off the Lord and he sank. And that's exactly what's going to happen to everyone that calls themselves a Christian. And you get your eyes back on this world. Because all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. God said that that is all that is in this world. There's nothing else in this world. And then in the world, but not part of it, are the Christian pilgrims that are just passing through this world. They uh, might dress like uh, uh, pilgrims or something like that, but uh, and the people of the world are gone, you know, because I was too. I figured the best thing to do is to have nice cars and have a pocket full of money and to have, uh, uh, you know, to look cool, groovy. I lived in New York, and I went to the best shops. I went, I went to the best shops in Beverly Hills before I was saved. And uh, also, so God forbids people that they should still continue in sin, uh, that the power of God should abound. The power of God will leave you if you sin. Even if you're saved, your name will be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life if you sin. And uh, Paul confirms that by saying, shall we uh, sin, uh, that grace may abound? He states, verse 2, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin, if we've been mortified by the Holy Spirit, we're dead to sin, how could we then uh, live any longer therein? How would, could we continue on in sin? Because sin, because the spirit that we're in Christ is dead. We're dead to sin. We can't live sinning anymore because we know from the word of God that if we do, we're going to die again. We were dead once. Then the Lord raised us from the dead. And uh, then we go back into sinning again. That means then we die again. That and um, therefore, we uh, cannot live any longer, uh, not in the spirit. And the spirit is where it's at, folks. How can we live any, more, any longer therein? How could we live? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in sin? How can you live in sin when you're dead to sin? Do you ever see a dead body uh, sin anymore? No, it's just laying there. It's a stiff. It lays there. That's it. That carrying case of the soul is dead now. Verse 3, knowing, know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. So Christ died uh, in place of us. He says, all right, here's my body, and I'm going to let it die so that I can show people that I believe God, the Word, myself so much that I'm going to die that uh, people can see at my young age of 33 and a half years old that I don't want to sin anymore and I want to extinguish sin so that it doesn't exist any longer. It'll exist, but not in me because I'm dead. And anyone that's in me is dead to sin. Because when we go to the cross to ask for forgiveness, we have to say, Father, uh, forgive my sins in the blood, by my faith in the blood of Jesus. 
Okay, so I believe, and I'm going to sin no more. I'm going to take up the cross. I'm going to be dead with Christ and resurrected into the spiritual realm in Christ. And you, Father, and the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 4, therefore we are buried with him by baptism. How can we sin anymore after we've been baptized into his death? We've been baptized into death. That like uh, as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Well, if we'll be buried with Christ, if we'll let the Holy Spirit mortify our flesh, well, then we're uh, we're going to walk in a new life, a life that is free from sin. Uh, the things that we loved before, we will now hate. Oh, I used to love to go to Chili's in uh, New York. Uh, they had the best Mugu Gai Pan there. Real good band, uh, really great. And uh, I go to Basin Street East and to um, uh, all the different places uh, in the, the village, uh, the village vanguard and all the different places there. And I really thought that I had it made. And then I go to the Copacabana. I went there to see Jackie Wilson and you know, whatever I wanted to do. That was uh, uh, something uh, that I'd love to do. It just wasn't no thought of Christ. As a matter of fact, uh, Christ, the word Christ was negative to me because I am Jewish. But then when uh, he talked to me in that office in Beverly Hills, shut my ears off and talked through my whole body, I knew that God really existed and that Jesus was a very um, in high honor with God Almighty because he said, tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you don't, and he threatens people, I'm going to kill you. Thou shalt surely die. And so I had to do what he said. After I argued with him a little bit, he started pulling the breath in and out of me, and uh, I got the picture. I got the point. I started telling people about it. I didn't care when there's so much fear on you. You don't care if you're embarrassed or not about talking about somebody that you uh, despised. I don't want anything to do with Jesus because I saw when I'd come into Hollywood from the valley, I'd see that big cross on the hill lit up across from the Hollywood Bowl. And I thought, these stinking Gentiles, and man, they exalt death because I figure, you know, in the graveyards, they have these crosses, especially in the military graveyards and everything. And, hey, we're going to die soon enough. We don't need to be putting it up on a hill and lighting it up. Uh, I want to get a petition to pull that cross down. And uh, I never did. Wasn't I didn't know who to go to to do that, probably the Chamber of Commerce, but I doubt very much if they would have done it. Christ was raised up from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Father. Even so, we also, after I the Lord spoke to me and everything, I, and I found out in the Bible what it was that I had to do, 
that I, I needed I needed to find out where I was going to get instruction from the Lord. And I says, Lord, now tell me what to do. And he didn't. So I had to seek. I had to go from one church to another. They were all preaching baskets, socials, and picnics, and uh, about football games, basketball games, uh, baseball, uh, things I never liked even before I was saved. And I knew that wasn't of the Lord because the Lord threatened me. He threatened to kill me if I didn't tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ and I couldn't figure out if this is a church. Why are they not telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ and all the different signs and wonders in this world that God is performing? He's pouring out some of his wrath to warn people. Now, repent, because if you think this is bad, these floods, these famines, these different diseases, that's nothing. This is just the beginning of sorrow. See, I'm going to annihilate everybody. Now, wake up. He's giving you a chance. The floods, the twisters the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the tsunamis, all these different things. So we can't sin anymore. We have to walk in the newness of life, the things we loved, you know, like going to all these uh, nightclubs where there's no thought of God whatsoever. I just want to see Jackie Wilson sing and some of these other uh, great artists. Well... (laughs) I don't even think of those guys anymore. It popped into my mind because I remember the way I was before. Verse 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, if we're mortal, if we become a corpse, and we've now opened our corpse to the Lord Jesus Christ to come and live in our cadaver, our corpse, we... All uh, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Well, do you think that Jesus uh, committed sin before his resurrection or after his resurrection? No. We'll be in the Holy Spirit in the likeness of his resurrection, and therefore we will not sin. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man, the devil that was in us, Uh, that that old man in us is crucified with him, with Christ. But uh, Christ never committed a sin, but he became sin for us at our souls, that he could pay the penalty for our sins to show us how much he loved us. Well, does does he love us if he threatens us? Well, he's threatening you for your own good. He threatened me. He says, or you'll die. Do what I'm telling you, or you're going to die. I'll kill you. I'll destroy you. Well, then do what he says, so you don't. Uh, so you're not going to be destroyed. Okay. So knowing this, that our old man, the devil that was in us, has been cast out, is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Okay, the body um, of sin might be destroyed, like the devil that lives in us. See, even after we're saved, we could look into the mirror and see the body that once housed Satan uh, or uh, many demons. I mean, Sue and I prayed for this woman one time. Her name was Verna. And uh, uh, I told uh, Susie that this woman 
is a Satan worshiper. She uh, thinks she's the Lord. Sometimes she thinks she's Marilyn Monroe. Sometimes she thinks she's uh, uh, one of these other dead uh, people, uh, James Dean, somebody like that. And so Susie said, let me pray for you, Vernon. And when she said that, Sue put her hand on her and she fell to the ground, this woman, Vernon. And I, honest to God, may God strike me dead. There was a multitude of voices. She says, come on, Verna, ask for the Lord to come into your heart. And uh, these voices were coming out. There's like, it sounded like a crowd of people, however many there were, that was talking in here. But there was one predominant one voice that was saying, don't call me Verna. It sounded just like that. Don't call me Verna. Uh, because at that time she thought she was probably Marilyn Monroe or somebody, and she didn't look at all like Marilyn Monroe. All right, not that I thought that Marilyn was that hot. But okay, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, with Jesus that the body of sin might be destroyed. So God wants sin to be destroyed. He doesn't want you to sin anymore. And if you do, then you're not going to be saved. There's no more forgiveness for you after you've been saved. And then you begin sinning again. Now, if you did it ignorantly, you can be forgiven, the Bible says. I don't want to shut the doors of heaven to you if you did it ignorantly or because some phony preacher told you that you could still sin. Uh, they Because they're all over the place saying that. No one is perfect, they say. But the Bible says that those of us that walk in Christ are perfect. Okay, so as we sin may be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, but we will serve God uh, according to his word. Verse 7, For he that is dead is freed from sin. Right. Going to a mortuary, look at men and women laying there dead, and they, they don't sin anymore. But we have to do it willingly. We have to be uh, let uh, the Holy Spirit convict us, and to we have to have the fear of the Lord so that we don't uh, sin any longer. And the Lord sends his power into us so that we don't sin. Verse 8, now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Why? Because if we're dead from sin, well, then, of course, the Holy Spirit is the only commodity in the world that has eternal life in him. Christ is the one that is the giver of eternal life. So we don't sin anymore. We've got it made. We're perfect. We walk in the Spirit, and we seek the Spirit on a daily basis. We don't turn our eyes away from God. We turn our, our eyes, our thoughts, uh, towards heaven, towards God. And by doing that, we are free from sin. Now, verse 9, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, will not die any longer, dieth no more. He won't die any longer. He's not going to come back and die for you anymore. He was raised from the dead once, and that's enough. 
So if people are belligerent and want to continue sinning, he's not going to come back and die again for you. So the sin goes back on your soul and you're under the law again. Because the law condemns sin. So uh, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. He's not going to die anymore for you. Death has no more dominion over him. He says in the book of Revelation, Behold, I am him who is dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. I'm not going to die anymore for you people. Once was enough. So verse 10, For in that he died, he died unto sin once. Oints in German. Uno in Spanish. Is that right? Yeah. And in French, one. English, for in that he died, he died unto sin. He destroyed sin once. And if you don't receive it, it's not going to happen twice. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. In other words, he's living to do God's work, which means Next, no sin, no more sin, because he that sinneth is going to die. Yeah, the wages of sin is death. Those that hate me, the word of God, love death. And so if that's what you want, believe me, that's what you're going to get. But you're not going to be unconscious when your soul is sent into hell and the lake of fire. You're going to be so fully conscious, it's unbelievable. Because the cadaver, the body that you're living in right now, it has a dulling effect uh, to the soul. The soul, when it's bare, and it goes out of your spirit, goes out of your body, there's no uh, buffer uh, for pain any longer. And there's no pharmacies in hell where you're going to get um, a pass uh, with, uh, uh, or some kind of a pain reliever down there. It's all over. I remember, um, seeing the people screaming in hell. I, I heard them saying, Oh my God, it's over. It was true. And they're here forever. Oh God. They were horrible. Verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead. Indeed, unto sin. In other words, don't you ever sin again. Get it? Do you follow? But alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our resurrected Lord. Verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Don't let it uh, uh, tell you what to do. Because in the day that you do, there's no more forgiveness. Let not sins uh, therefore reign in your mortal body. And if you're hearing me, you're in your mortal body. That ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh 
the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, which is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the body, and the pride of life. All the lusts in the body. So the body has to be made mortal, mortification by the Spirit of the Lord. So don't let that get you. Verse 13, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Don't be telling people what the Roman Catholic cult tells you to do, that homosexuality is fine and child molesting is fine, but people that have several wives, this is not condemned by the Bible, having many wives, if you support them and the children. Um, Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Uh, you hear the Pope say, well, there's temptation in the world. And uh, after all, they did yield to temptation. But uh, that's really sick because uh, they're, they're not dead to sin. They believe that it's all right to yield themselves unto temptation. How they could be tempted to be men with men. Even before I was uh, saved, I would never think of such a thing as that or molesting some little kid. Ah, filthy people. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Well, what does unrighteousness mean? That means anything that God says is wrong is unrighteous. Unto sin, your members of unrighteousness unto sin, the, the instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, to sin, to sin. These people that are preaching this all right to sin, they're devils posing as angels of light. But yield yourselves unto God, who never sins, who condemns sin, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We're to serve the Lord, not Satan, or sin, the Vatican, or any of the world government garbage where people are condemned for preaching the Bible, for reading the Bible, for having Bibles. Lord, destroy them in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, come against Satan and all the people that believe him, Father God. Put an end to this world soon, in Jesus' name. Verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Well, you're not under the law anymore because you're not sinning anymore, but you're under God's forgiveness, his power, his forgiving power. Verse 15, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under God's power, God's grace of forgiveness? God forbid. Verse 16. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey such a sin, his servants ye are to whom you obey, 
whether of sin, you may sin, well, then you're the servant of sin instead of the servant of God. Um, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, unto God. Verse 17, but God be thanked that ye were the servants, you were the servants of sins, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, that was delivered unto you. Verse 18, being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Because ye don't sin anymore, you're servants of the Lord. Verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to uncleanliness, that's before you were saved, and to iniquity, which was sin, unto iniquity from one sin to the next, even so now yield your members. And this is God talking right through Paul. Yield your members, servants, to righteousness, unto holiness. Well, who could be holy, they say today, these false preachers and teachers? Who could be? I'll tell you who could be. Those that have yielded their entire heart, given their entire heart unto God, to given their whole soul, their mind, all their mind, their mind is on the Lord all the time, and all their strength. Verse 20, For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. Oh, like I said, man, I go from one club to another. When we, I was a servant of sin, uh, you were free for, from righteousness. So, uh, yeah, you stay go out, uh, you know, and have what people in this world call today a good time. Used to party. Used to party to all hours of the night in the morning. But what fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? I'm ashamed of the way I used to live. For the end of those things is death. God, yeah, let's be ashamed of those that cause a person's soul to go to hell. Verse 22, but now being made free from sin, in other words, we're dead now to sin. Uh, we don't sin any longer. We become a new creature in Christ Jesus. But now being made free from sin and becoming servants and have become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. What do you mean to say if we sin, we don't have everlasting life? That's what it says. But now you've been made free from sin. The Lord washed all your sins away, and now you don't love sin anymore like you did. You don't love it at all. And becoming servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Verse 23, for the wages of sin 
if you sin, you're going to die and you're going to die eternally. But the gift of God is eternal life, which you will not have if you sin. Doesn't matter what Charles Stanley tells you. Uh, he's a liar. And I'll tell him that right to his face. Or any of these other false prophets and teachers. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. But only through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you, you if Jesus lives in you. Then the Father lives in you. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. Because... Jesus is the life-giving spirit, the quickening spirit, the life-giving spirit. And if he's in you and you're following him, you're not sinning anymore because Jesus never sinned and he's not going to sin in you. Chapter 7, know ye not, brethren, he's talking to the saved people, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth. So that means that we have to die to get rid of the law and the condemnation of the law, that is. So the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth. So we can't live the old life that we did before. Verse 2, for the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her, to her husband, so long as he lives. But if he, if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. And that's another law, the law of your husband. The law of your husband. So there is a law, a law of the husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married um, to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. Now, a lot of women, they're married to a man, and yet they flirt with other men to lead them on. They're adulteresses when they do that. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, or if she commits adultery. When she has sex with another man, that means she's married to the other man too. And therefore she's called an adulteress. And no adulteress shall enter the kingdom of heaven, or adulterer. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law of her husband and not until now you want to keep sinning and you want to keep doing that well you're going to pay for it lady so that she is no adulteress if she marries after her husband dies but it's illegal for her to put her husband to death just because she wants to have sex with some other man so that she is no uh, adulteress, though she be married to another man. But it has to be in the Lord. Verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law 
by the body of Christ. In other words, by virtue of being in Christ. Because if you're in Christ, you are not sinning. And there's no condemnation to those that walk not after the flesh, by, but by the spirit of the uh, body, which you're in the body of Christ. Christ is the life-giving spirit. If you're walking outside of the life-giving spirit, which is Christ, then you are still dead. Uh, and you're still a sinner. You must be born again. You must be dead to the law by being in the body of Christ. That ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead. That we should bring forth fruit unto God. What does that mean, bring forth fruit? Are we supposed to get a basket of oranges or apples or grapes or something? No, the Lord, the fruit that he wants is human souls. And you're never going to win a soul in your life if you're not dead to the things of the world. You have to be born again of the Spirit. You have to be walking with Christ. You must be raised from your old dead life that you can rest in the Lord, that you can Sabbath in the Lord so that he will lead you from one soul to another. After you learn the Bible, you are able to witness and testify to others that they will get saved. When they get saved, that's fruit. They brought you brought forth some fruit for the Lord. It's just like the song that says, bringing in the sheaves. Uh, you're reaping the earth of the different people that were possessed with the devil, and you're bringing forth fruit unto God. You're bringing souls into heaven. When we uh, get before the judgment bar of God or the mercy seat of Christ, the Lord is going to say, where are all the souls that you saved? Well, Lord, where are the sheaves? Well, we don't have any, Lord. Depart from me, you wicked. That's what I saved your soul for, was to win fruit, to bring forth fruit unto me, God. Verse 5, for when we were in the flesh, we didn't think anything about the, the motions of sin, um, which were by the law. Because when we heard the law, my God, we, we committed all these sins. And we committed murder. And the Bible says that if you hate your brother or your sister, that that's murder. The same as murder. Because there's murder in your heart. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, plural sins, which were by the law, because you knew that the law condemned sins, and that, that woke you up, did work in our members, in our body, to bring forth fruit unto death. All we did was encourage people to be anti-Christ, anti-God. So we were bringing forth fruit unto death. So, But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead, wherein we were uh, held 
that we should serve in newness of spirit. We're dead, and then all of a sudden, oh, God, I'm dead. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to serve God. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So we, in faith, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. We actually go to the cross where he was crucified so that we can get some the blood of Jesus on our souls to wash away all of our sins. So, because we're held in death, being uh, dead, wherein we were held, held by uh, unbelief, unbelief in the word of God, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Verse 7, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Oh, my God. Anybody say anything like that? It's, uh, they don't have any understanding. you got a poor understanding, boy. God forbid. Nay. Uh, I had not known what sin was, but by the law. For I had not known... I had not known lust except the law said, Thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not commit adultery. Everyone that does these things shall spend eternity in hell. I should not uh, uh, seek to worship anyone other than God. Verse 8 says, But sin, taking occasion by the law, by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. Oh, my God, I'm doing this and that and everything. So the law convicts me and says, I'm going to destroy you. For without the law, sin was dead. But for I was alive without the law, I was too. I did everything I wanted to do. Before the law... What at one time, but when the commandment came, sin revived. I knew what sin was then, and I died. I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, let me die. I don't want to go to hell. And the commandment, uh, this is verse 10, which uh, was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. Wow, I knew that the commandment says I'm dead. I'm a dead duck. For sin taking occasion by the law, commandment or the law, deceived me and by it, it slew me. Are you ready to be slain by the law and say, yes, I am a sinner, admit it, confess it, and then come to the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can be free from the condemnation of the law? Well, my time is up, and it's time to pray. That could happen to you right now. If you will say this prayer, say this prayer. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit. I open up the door of my heart, and I invite you, Jesus, 
Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit, into my heart. Wash every filthy sin that condemns my soul off my soul so I can live forever in paradise, in heaven. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word is God. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered, because I'm calling upon you, and I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up, all of you out there, and praise and thank the Lord and give all the glory to God. The Lord Jesus is God and the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Savior. And uh, get yourself a King James Version of the Bible, the old King James Version, not the new one. And Sharon, give everybody uh, an opportunity now to uh, receive a copy of free of charge and free of postage and handling of this program number 638, 638. Sharon, tell them how. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479 That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479 479- Seven eight two seven four zero six. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, God bless you and make sure you tune in tomorrow for another instruction, one day at a time, how to enter the kingdom of God. Now, Adam uh, was given rulership of the world and he lost it because he believed the devil. Now, those that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ have rulership over the world, especially the ministers of the gospel. And so, Hatikva. Hatikva is the song that I like to sing. It's the Jewish national anthem, and God has given rulership of the entire world to the Jews and also the ones that believe God, and also to the Christians who have become completed Jews. And here I am to sing for you the national anthem of Israel. It's called Hatikva. Shalom.